up, East High? Sam Elliott was who I was thinking of last episode. I, I, he's a he's a big cowboy with a mustache. Oh. He's in um the new version of uh, Star Star is Born. Star yeah. is Born. He's in that one too. I haven't seen that movie either. Um, Sam Elliott. He has a, he has a big cowboy voice. He's fun. But hey, this is Wildcat Minute. Uh, yeah. Do your thing. Sorry. Yeah. So we are the amateur nerds. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler Boudreaux. And we are here to talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. We are on minute 14 of said Whoa, movie. We're really moving. This is incredible. We've been doing this for a whole fortnight of episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it starts with Sharpay conveying that she missed Troy during vacation and ends with Chad saying... It's frightening. <laughs> it's frightening. Uh, Relating to musical music. Yeah. So, yeah, we kind of have these two segments where with this conversation between Sharpay and Troy, and then it jumps to this conversation between Chad and Troy. Yeah. Lots of musical talking going on right now. Yeah. So. I mean, it is called High School Musical. Okay, this is something I noticed. <laughs> um, because every time they talk about the musical, they say the school musical. I'm like... We're just one word away from saying the high school musical. Can we just say the high school musical every time? That would be really great. No, that would be <laughs> awful. I'm trying to figure out why they call it. It's because it's the winter musical. Because yeah. they also do a spring musical. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They they just call it the school musical. Yeah. I don't know. So they never have to be clear. They never have to clarify. And it's always what active musical is going on yeah. right now. Yeah, they could just call it the musical or the play, though, yeah. or drama. Theater. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, as we've said, Sharpay and Troy are talking. Now that Gabrielle is gone, Sharpay has tried to, like, mosey on up to Troy. Yeah. She's like, what did you do over break? And he's like, well, played basketball, basketball snowboarding. snowboarding, more basketball. Troy's, like, really interested in, or not interested. He's he's answering with as few words as possible. He's trying to be nice, though. Yeah. Like, he's not being a mean put down. Yeah. He's engaging, but it's very distant and obviously uninterested. Well, he, every answer he gives has less less and less words. To the point where it ends with no words, and he's like, Because <laughs> eh. uh, she asks him when the big game is, and he <laughs> says, two weeks. With the fingers, like. Um, and then... She's like, well, when I when I have my when I'm in the play, you promise to come watch me. You're so dedicated, just like me. <laughs> uh, no, it turns she turns the conversation back on herself and focuses it on her and tries to make Troy see or tries to appeal herself to Troy and be enticing in a way that's very weird. Yeah. I said, like, I was less annoyed by the acting in this minute than I was in the last minute. Yeah. I think it's it's more, like, the... It's very teenage, how teenagers think to be enticing. And yeah, like, or, like, the, just, like, the, the comedic acting of Ashley Tisdale, I think, works better in this minute than it did in the last one, where it was just, it was too weird for me last minute. Yeah, I... Ashley Tisdale is a very, like, she does this role very well. She makes the character not very likable, yeah. which I think is a very, it can be very hard to do where she already is known as a likable character. Well, she's kind of unlikable, but not so unlikable that, like, it ruins the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still a character that she's fun. we're interested she's amusing. in. Like, yeah. she's not, like, a villain who, like... She's not Maleficent. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good villain that you just like, oh, they're just kind of misguided and troubled, but they're not a threat. They're n- She's not threatening, really. Yeah. She's just an annoyance. Yeah. 
So, yeah, they're talking. Zach Efron's acting is pretty good, especially when he, she says, like, promise to come see the musical. And he's like, he just kind of moves his head and goes like, oh, yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. And the weird thing for me was Sharpay kept looking down at, like, Troy's shirt. Like, basically, Ashley Tisdale's sightline kept going to where the stripe in Troy's shirt, or Zach Efron's okay, shirt is. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Yeah, whenever, so the camera angles moved between, like, a close, not a close, it's, would you consider that a close-up? Uh, it's like a medium close-up. Yeah, because you can kind of see the shoulder of the other person, but basically, like, if there were a camera behind each of their shoulders yeah. and it just kept flipping back to whoever was talking. Yeah. So when it was on Sharpay, like, being the focus of the shot, she would, like, look up for a try at a second, then look back down She's at the checking strip. out his pecs. Apparently, which is very <laughs> weird. <laughs> And just the way she did it, because I, I found it very noticeable, like, her eyes flick up and down a yeah. lot. Well, and Zac Efron, at this point in his life, isn't, like, ripped like no. he would later become. It's kind of like when you see um, Matt Damon in, like, Goodwill Hunting, and you're like, that's Matt Damon, but he's, like, skinny and small. It's like, baby Matt Damon. <laughs> and then he just starts doing Jason Bourne, and he gets built. That happens with so many actors. Yeah. Yeah, it happens a lot. Or even... Because we were or we were watching the Oceans movies over the weekend, and like Oceans Eleven, Matt Damon's like pretty small still, and then later he gets just like he just gets wider over time. Uh, Sebastian Stan does that too. Before he becomes Bucky, there's like a massive transformation, like pre and post Bucky. Captain America does that too, because in the beginning he's really <laughs> skinny and small, and then they put him into a, a big tank, a <laughs> big machine, and he big... has the serum injected into yeah, him. Yeah, and then he gets all muscular. Yeah. Oh, the other one that's a huge noticeable is um, Hugh Jackman, like the first Wolverine oh, movie. Yeah. That's like... <laughs> the first X-Men movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Wolverine movie. It's that's the Wolverine. joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, even that, like, super... It's just over time, just getting bigger. Yeah, just, like, they create their bodies to fit this role that they've taken in, the Hollywood role yeah. that they've taken. Not yeah, so well, much this, the role specific to the part they're playing, yeah. but, like, You just I get am, bigger and wider over time. Like, even, like, Dwayne Johnson, like, he's always been very fit, but he's much larger now than he was before. When he was wrestling, though? Because he used to be, like, a professional yeah, wrestler. Yeah, yeah, but if you go back and look at, like, Dwayne Johnson, even in, like, something like Get Smart, like... And then you look at him in, like, Jumanji. Oh, yeah. He's bigger. Like, he's just larger. I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, Will Smith's another one. Yeah. But Will Smith has never never been in, like, absurdly good shape, though. Like, he's he's definitely gotten in good shape for movies, but he's never been, like... A kind of like a shirtless hunk, I feel like. He does, yeah, his, he does not have to do shirtless scenes where it feels like Chris Hemworth in his contract has, has yeah. to have a shirtless scene. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Sharpay is checking Troy out. Yeah. All this to say is, Zach Efron, a 17 or 18 year old boy in this movie, is not exactly a sex object. And that's a good thing, because he's a child. Yes. <laughs> yes. Although the character of Sharpay finds the character of Troy very attractive. Attractive in some way, yeah. Yes. So, he's a basketball boy. He's, yeah. <laughs> That's just going to be our tagline. Basketball boy. <laughs> yeah, Sharpay tries to, like, turn the conversation on her. She's like, oh, I, I'm dedicated to my musical. You should come see me. And... Troy is like, eh. Okay, and then she and then, says toodles. Yes, and she does this, like, little hand, hand wave. 
Yeah. And then Troy turns around and does it does, right back does she at do the? Okay, so the hand wave I like to do is the uh, hand wave that Michael Caine does in Muppet Christmas Carol, where it's kind of like his fingers are like pointed straight out. I'm doing it in real life. Uh, like, hold your hand straight out and just kind of like... Like palm down. Like palm down. And just kind of like wiggle your fingers a little bit. She does the, you know, like the... It's more like the like coyish toodles, like yeah. the it's slightly bent but fingers. Her hand is more up. more upright. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Um, and then Zac Efron kind of turns around and does like a more like whispered toodles. He's like, yeah, toodles, whatever. But he also kind of does a little hand wave. Like, yeah. it's a little mocking, but not. It's funny though. It's funny. Yeah. It's still he's humoring her. Yeah. Well, and he's he's a nice enough guy. Troy Troy feels like a real. It's kind of the. It's very interesting because right after Troy walks away, Sharpe turns and like glares in the direction of where Gabriella was. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not to not to dwell on like the differences between boys and girls because like whatever. That's but, all society, anyways. Yeah. But this kind of idea that like Troy is always the same. Like he's just gonna be himself. He's not gonna put on a facade. He's just gonna be Troy. He does put on a facade, but it's still rooted in himself. Yeah. It's less fake than Sharpay's fakeness. Yeah. Where Sharpay is like, like she puts on an act for Troy and then she turns and glares. Like there's a very like distinct kind of duality to her. Where Troy, like, he's not, he's nice to Gabriella. He's nice enough to Sharpay. But he's just kind of, yeah, he's just doing, he's just acting normal like a normal kid would act. Yeah. He's, there's no intention behind any of his interactions. Yeah. He's not out to get anyone. He's he's a nice person. Yeah. And yeah, so Sharpay turns and like side eyes where Gabriella went and like <laughs> turns and huffs away like she's. Yeah. Uh, and then we get this fun basketball transition. I love um, this. Tra- it's kind of a classic edit where like you enter a new scene with like the like a basketball kind of dropping into someone's hands. It's probably been done in a variety of movies. It's it's a it's an effective transition. Yeah, I think it all it like sets location that we're obviously in a different space. Time is pa- I think it helps time passage in a way as opposed to like a black cut. <laughs> There's no like fade or anything. No, it's just, just yeah. It's something the new. Ball, the ball spinning like the earth spins and time passes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Troy and Chad are kind of there. They're stretching. stretching. Well, Chad is stretching. Troy is just standing there. Um, He's already stretched. Um, and Troy goes, you ever think about auditioning for the school musical? Or like he asks if, is like, is it true that you get extra, extra credit, credit just for auditioning? Yeah. And I think that's a very smart way to do it. Like, yeah, we don't know their academic statuses. Chad carries basketball around, so we presume <laughs> it's not great. But... We don't know, and they're obviously very invested in their basketball careers, but as Troy says, yeah, it's not a bad thing to want extra it's, credit. Even as an honor student, I would want extra credit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, Zach Efron has this good take. He's like, it's always good to have extra credit, like, for college. <laughs> um, and it kind of it reminded me of uh, Seventeen again, because his character in that movie is like the kind of like, well, should I be getting ready for college? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, How long am I going to be a 17-year-old again? But yeah, the kind of for college, he has a good face in that take. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's a good way to pass it off as, oh, I'm not serious about this, but like, hey, it might be something, especially where I just got detention today. Well, it's like his face is like, even, even he kind of even can tell that he's lying to himself. He's like, 
you know, for college. <laughs> yeah. And I think it helps, too, that he knows Chad can't see his face. Yeah. Um, Which is why he's bringing it. He, like, picks the right. He's been, like, thinking about it all, all warm ups and stuff. And he's like, okay, what am I going to ask? How about now? I'm confused. Is this gym class? No. Or basketball practice? It's basketball practice. Okay, so what happened to detention? We haven't been to detention yet. Is basketball practice before detention? There's multiple back to basketball practices, Ty. I don't, I don't understand. So Is basketball practice during the school day? Yeah. So Why? This is, so this is not super clear throughout the movie, but if you, like, read enough, whatever. Why couldn't it have just been gym class? <laughs> it's not because there are other people. And something, so I don't want to get too far into it because it goes into, like, it goes into the next few minutes. But this is a free period. So there's no coach present. Okay. So it's Troy leading a practice as, like, They a, all get into their uniforms. <laughs> I think it's so they don't, like, sweaty up their yeah, yeah. school clothes. Yeah, but they could have, like, gym gym shorts or whatever. Yeah, that's been something that's never clear. They you don't all, wear your uniform to every practice. They're wearing their uniform a lot throughout this movie. <laughs> Maybe it's, like, what they consider as good luck as they prep for the big game. They're like, we got to get used to it in our uniforms, which yeah. doesn't make sense, but here we are. But, yeah, so Chad is stretching, and Chad's like, these mu- like these musicals, they're not, like, they're not like cool. They don't have hip-hop or, or rock music. It's, like, show tunes. It's It's weird. It's frightening, is what he says. Yeah, yeah, I love that. There's no culture in musicals. <laughs> there's no no essential culture. Yeah, no essential culture in musicals. Yeah, which is ironic. Ironic because it's a high school musical. Um, it's ironic on multiple levels. There's yeah. well, because theater is kind of thought to be kind of like a cultural touchstone. Yeah. Well, in the sense that kind of theater is like one of the oldest forms of performing art, and that so sort of like. Dating back to ancient Greece, if we're going to have like a like a Western centric view of history, yeah, um, because that kind of ignores the fact that there's always there's always been different types of art, but you know, yeah. <laughs> the performative arts that involves music dates back to any early civilization. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter what part of the world music and performance has had a key yeah. role in not just expressing culture but reflecting reflect, culture reflecting yeah. culture and then passing it along yeah yeah so and so yeah i mean obviously chad's wrong because like there's importance to any any aspect of culture um from a sort of anthropo- anthropological standpoint but it's also okay for him to have the opinion that like he doesn't like show tunes that theater like isn't the culture that matters to him and so like, maybe he shouldn't put it down, but that doesn't mean he needs to play stock in it for himself. Yeah, he, like, shudders and says it's all costumes and makeup. Yeah, there's, like, a gay panic type. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And he, yeah, he even says, like, do you think LeBron... Oh, yeah, he says or LeBron Sha- James or Shaquille O'Neal ever, ever auditioned for the school musical. And tries like, maybe. <laughs> um... Well, that, I, that made me think, I'm like, which pro baller do you think would have actually auditioned for a school musical? Well. IRL. Okay. Um, basketballer? Yeah, let's or, go basketballer. We're talking about basketball. Um, I'm not as good with pro I would love if, I would love Charles Barkley to have had a history yeah. of <laughs> being in musicals. Oh my gosh, yes. I was thinking um, because of Space Jam, Michael Jordan. 
like yeah. if Michael Jordan just had this side career as an actor. Well, I feel like yeah, if you like the bit like large like six foot nine men probably aren't auditioning for musicals, but I feel like there is a possibility that like you know a kind of like skinny Rajon Rondo type or mm. like a just like a more like point guard type person who's just kind of has more nimble. Yeah, like da- I feel like dancing and having a dance a skill like a background in dancing could be helpful for yeah. basketball like the light on your feet yeah kind well, of. And the, there's the whole kind of like uh like nfl lineman taking ballet or whatever mm-hmm. like that sort of thing yeah and even like there are baseball players too that have danced in the past like yeah or just like when like random football players go on dancing with the stars like yeah the the, the skills overlap a lot because having a good like physical control of your body is yeah. Is a is a skill and it takes muscles and it takes practice. Definitely. Uh but it was just funny that he was like LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal. And like, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal is another one that I would like in the same vein as like Charles Barkley, like that'd be a very fun person yeah. to have in a musical. Yeah, well Shaquille O'Neal does like try to act. Yeah. Um LeBron James isn't half bad at acting, at least in the movie Trainwreck, where he's playing himself. Um, but he's pretty funny in that. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is hilarious is hilarious but not really like a character actor yeah (laughs) he's just funny as himself yeah he's very amiable yeah so yeah Chad is not for this is not the last time he disses musicals well I was gonna say it's interesting that he picks LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal because at like this is 2005 LeBron James obviously was not like LeBron James of now. The, yeah, like the LeBron James that like arguably the best basketball player of all time. Um like in the conversation like where people genuinely ask Michael Jordan or LeBron James, but he was still a huge star like even then for him to for him to be like an instant pull. Yeah. Um and Shaquille O'Neal was later in his career, not the very end of his career, but definitely not the peak of his career, but obviously He's, he had been an all-time great yeah. player for many years at that point. So the kind of interesting, well, like, new pull and old pull, but, like, still two of the biggest names of, of all time in basketball. So it makes you wonder, like, so is the writer, like, these are just two names I happen to know, or did they, like, think about, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna pull, like, an old name and a new name, or yeah, did they just watch one hour, like, five minutes of Sports Center and be like, LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal, got it. <laughs> could be any of those. Yeah. And because this is a Disney thing and Disney owns ESPN. And because it's clear that the writers don't actually know a lot about basketball. (laughs) Just wait, Tyler. It gets even worse. (laughs) Wait until practice actually starts. Hey, speaking of Disney and sports, should we talk about our DCOM of the week? um, I don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we haven't done a sports movie yet. So I I keyed in on the uh, 2001 movie Motocrossed. Moto or motor? Um, I thought it was motocrossed. No, it's moto. I just looked it up. Okay. So M O T O. Yeah. You know, like motocross, like like vroom, vroom, motocross. Um, <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, a direct but... two thousand one directed by Steve Boyum. Not really any big actors that you like. I would that know. are even worth mentioning. I mean, I mean, I could go into them, but it's just it was too much work. Um, I'll give you this: the main characters are twins, Andrea and Andrew. <gasps> I think I know. So I like know I've heard of this one. Like it's somewhere in my brain that I've heard of this because it's like I don't know the tra- correct term for it because I was never like into this. But like BMX 
riding like yeah. like motorized bis- bicycles. Yeah, like, like dirt bikes. And- yeah. Um. So, all right. So this is your quintessential twin swap film. Yeah. Boy is into BMXing. So is sister. But boy Andrew is allowed to compete in things because BMXing is a boy sport. Yeah, okay. It's it's like motocross. Like, it's motors, and that's different from BMXing. Just okay. want to clarify. But you're right. So keep going. Yes. So Andrew is, like, getting ready for a big competition, whatever. And sister is like, I want to compete, too. But can't because she's a girl. So she goes undercover in this competition and, like, kills it. She's, like, winning all the jump things and, like, going the fastest. I don't know how BMXing works. Um, But she's, like, really dominating. And she has this, like, set of friends that have helped her get into this competition to prove that girls are good at this sport, too. Because probably, like, her brother and her friends and his friends, excuse me, were mean to her and be like, oh, girls can't BMX. You can't do this. And like, it's, it's motocross. Just call it motocross. Okay, motocross. <laughs> Whatever. Why can't it be called BMXing? Because BMXing implies that there's no engine. Oh, I don't know this. Okay. 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 I didn't know that. So. Sorry. I, uh, thought, I, I thought that's what I no, said. No, because you said dirt bikes, and dirt bikes don't always have engines. So. Okay. It's okay. So, yeah. So it had started out with like, Boy, like, boy twin, Andrew, and friends are like, girls can't ride. And they're like, we'll prove him wrong. And they compete. And it ends with her taking off her helmet at the end and everyone being like, oh, it's a girl. <laughs> end. <laughs> okay. You're, you're basically there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drop a bomb on you and you're going to, you're going to realize, oh, okay, whatever. It's a, it's a 12th night riff okay 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 cool so it's more literally yes. it's so yeah you're love me a 12th night story yeah so you were most of the way there but more literally um andrew gets injured um so, so their dad has to go to europe to find a new uh a replacement rider but in the mean while while their dad's away andrea who who goes by andy with an eye um, <laughs> um starts taking his place like secretly uh, with the help of their mom, Geneva. <laughs> On point. Um, the mom, I I don't have the actress's name written down, but she was like a former like Miss America type pageant person. Mm-hmm. Um, she came in like third place in 1975 or whatever, I think I remember. Okay, so yeah, so it's the 12th night. So so do you want to explain what 12th night is for maybe those that are less familiar? Unless um, you've seen She is the Man, then yeah, you know so what 12th night is. Yeah, so it's a Shakespeare is. play where about... Um, Kind of a sibling, yeah, pair. A, a sibling, Violet and Sebastian are their names, or Viola, Viola, um, Viola and Sebastian, and uh, Sebastian gets kind of like lost or something, and so Viola disguises herself as Sebastian to kind of uh, get herself into this social sphere, and she befriends, or she draws the attention of kind of this this uh, high important rank- high ranking uh, female. So the the woman falls in love with Sebastian, who is actually Viola, and Viola, who's disguised as Sebastian, is trying to woo this other duke. So 
it's a whole like miss. Like, it's a it's love, a comedy. It's a zany love triangle. Yeah. And Viola in moments has to change and be herself again. Yeah. And then be Sebastian at the same time. Like it's a yeah. lot of. It's the Amanda Bynes movie. She's the man. It's Twelfth Night. It's, excellent film. It's motocrossed. Um, <laughs> so Andy pretends to be her brother or whatever to race in the races. And she's doing really poorly. So uh, she gets the help of this guy, Dean. Because apparently. According to the Wikipedia summary, Andy was turning some heads of some cute girls. So Dean was like, I got to talk to this guy who knows how to get the ladies. Um, So Dean tries to get Andy to help him pick up girls and he'll like help her learn how to race or whatever. So that's kind of like the love interest. Okay. And that's the relationship with Duke that Duke is trying to woo the high ranking. The Duke is trying to uh, woo the high ranking lady in return for uh, Sebastian is trying to get into court. Yeah. So there's that kind of aspect to it. And then eventually the dad comes back. Okay, so the dad is played by Timothy Carhart, which is a name that rang a bell for me. Um, the best description I can give for who he is is he plays the violinist in Ghostbusters. You know the scene where um, Bill Murray goes to meet Sigourney Weaver and they're up by that fountain and he like she comes out with her violin and then oh, there's this yeah, other guy yeah. and he like does the nasal spray. Yeah. That's that guy. Okay. <laughs> like I can picture him in my head from having seen Ghostbusters so many times. So I'm assuming it's a relatively universal reference point. Um I mean it's a little bit niche for um, that specific character, but Yeah. Enough um, to direct someone if they wanted to look him up. Um yeah. So the dad comes back with this kind of boy from France and the dad's like, You can't race because you're a girl, so we gotta get this boy to race. But then eventually it turns out that the guy he got is a jerk and like shoves Andrea. And so the dad like shoves him is like, you're a disgrace. And then in the big final race, Andy has to race against this kind of bully boy who's gone with a a different kind of uh, racing coach or company. Um, And she wins. And then there's this whole like thing where it's like revealed that she's a girl. But it's like, but well, I I didn't. There's nothing in the rule book that says a girl can't race. And I didn't lie because I said my name was Andy, short for Andrea. Not like I never lied. And it turns out like the president of the racing company is like a woman who's like glad that a a girl could prove herself into like a boy's sport. And like yay, happy ending. And and the movie ends with they get like from winning the race, they get like a a sponsorship so they can add a kind of a new racer to their kind of company or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that new racer ends up being Dean. And so the movie ends with Andrea and Dean kind of playfully like practice racing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how romantic it is, but it, at least they're friends. Yeah. And I also picked this movie because um one of my friend's fathers is in this. Wait, that's super cool. My friend Tina, her father, Larry Nastin, was a track announcer at this sort of a motocross event. And so he's in this movie. He's credited as the track announcer. So yeah, Larry Nastin plays the track announcer and he's in this movie. That's super cool. Yeah. So that's how I thought of it. Now that makes sense why you were like, I'm doing this one. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah, that's that's, that's motocross. That's a fun, um, I like how... Bit of trivium. I like the sport Twelfth Nights. I think they're fun. Um, yeah, I also like that Twelfth Night is adapted. It's very adaptable. Yeah, well, it's just very like easy, like twins. Okay, we swapped the twins. Like you even said it, like you said at first that it was a twin swap, and then you're... 
kind of guess kind of oh yeah went I, a different I direction. veered from the traditional twin swap kind but, of thing yeah i'm trying to think there's like a lot of those kind of that maybe they're not directly 12th night but definitely 12th night has this influence yeah and it's the sort of like comedic hijinks of like mistaken identity and quick changes it's very simple comedic premise but it done well it can really work yeah um and the big question is it on disney plus it is indeed on disney plus so you can check out all one hour and 31 minutes of a sports drama can i see the picture that they've got yeah. of it? is it just the boys or is andy, uh, andy yeah, she's, there she's there she's got like a, oh, like okay. a pixie cut type yeah she's like, just lower than everyone else yeah. so i can't see her from this angle okay yeah cool so that's that's motocrossed and that's motocrossed not yeah. motocrossed yeah so, uh, yeah, that was Minute 14 in our Decom of the Week. Condra, where can people find us on the internet? They can find us on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Email us at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. That's the best way to get new listeners to a podcast. So if you like us, tell a friend. Yeah. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our intro and outro music by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. I've been Tyler Boudreaux, and we're the Amateur Nerds. If you want to get us next time, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> hey, friends, it's me, Sam Elliott. <laughs> and if you want to get more more hot wildcat action, no, you can Tyler, bet Tyler. On. <laughs> <laughs>